Hey there, so this is a quick introduction to what you're about to hear is Amethyst and I having a conversation where we're just being open and transparent about how we deal with change and, and what happens and what do you do when you reach that a point where you say, enough. Things, something has to change. I've had enough. Enjoy. Change sucks. How do you like that for an opening? We hate change. I say we hate change. And boy, 2020 has been a massive year of change. It sucks. I hate <laughs> it. I love it. I hate it. I hate it. I love it. Love-hate relationship, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the thing... So, when you're starting over, be careful what you ask for. Because... As much as we say we want to change, for the most part, the people in our lives don't want us to change. And we decided to record another episode because we were having this conversation. I said, it's a very lively conversation between Amethyst and I about change. I'm saying, so we're saying the same thing, but we're saying it differently. I think it's important to get the this information out there. For those of you that are, a few of you that are listening, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think. So, that do you agree or disagree with me? On I that think first? that everything in life is interconnected, right? Um, where we fit in the world and who we are, we're we're connected with other people. We're not living in a vacuum or a bubble. So, the elbow mm -hmm. bone is connected to the ankle bone, basically. So, if we change one thing, it's going to have this ripple effect with right. other people. Right. So, yeah. How dare you change? How do you quit your, you did what? You quit your job? Yeah. You quit a relationship. Your employer fired you. You got laid off. You're going to, why would you open a business now at this time in your life? Yeah. Why would you go back to school? You're too old to go back to school. You're not wearing a mask. You're not taking the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, the things that trigger us are, are, are huge. The, the number of things that of change that, that it's being forced upon us. I think that people don't know what to do with you when you change, because they're so used to being um, having you pegged a certain way. The relationship has a certain kind of give and take. They 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 know how to relate to you um, in a certain way, and then you go and change something, and then it just blows up like. Now who are you? How do I talk with you? How do I relate to you? Um, what's up my relationship with you? Um, and people feel prefer to be comfortable, and they change makes them feel uncomfortable. Oh, so you mean? So the other we, people, So we had. Are you saying people have a habit, not necessarily a relationship? <laughs> In some sense, yes. Yeah, you know, we get. We're very habitual beings, aren't we? Right, we are. So that I sucks. think if we change, somebody else then has to change. Um, right. I was, we were talking about earlier about uh, um, about making a life change um, when being in a toxic relationship, right? And then moving forward with uh, um, getting on with life free from that toxic relationship. Um, that you know you start making decisions for your your better 
your higher good. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about accountability. Okay. Uh, this, I guess I, I may as well just talk about this particular instance and then it'll be easier to understand what I'm trying sure. to Go relate. Um, after my divorce, for about 10 years, I was depressed. And it got out of control, and I had to go see a counselor. Mm -hmm. And so at some point I said, things are not going to be the same anymore. I want to get on with life. I want to do things on my own. I want to figure out what it is I want to do, and I want to stop. I want less of relationships that are toxic. I want less... Um, being around people who are opinionated and judgmental and shaming me and guilting me. I wanted less of that. And okay. I wanted more of figuring out who I was and doing activities that, that made me feel so you better got, about you got, myself. You, you got fed up with the way things were. I did, and I said enough. Okay. Right? And I started to do things that people said I could never do. Mm. And you. that they had pegged me and judged me that I wasn't capable. And they had said that you're always gonna be this way, you're always gonna be that way, you're not capable of this or that. And when I did it, it showed them that, should I say the word wrong? They misjudged me, they, they, um, they at some point they had to look the monster in the face and say, I, I, I um, they had to admit that you were more than what they thought. Yes. That you had more potential than than they realized, and then that ends up with a, a crisis, a a, a um, crisis of a crisis of conscience for them because, holy crap, she and did it. At some point, also, yeah, exactly. And at some point, they were able to see that their toxic behavior is what contributed to me being so depressed. Um, uh, I, I think you're giving them a lot more credit. I don't think they actually saw that. I think people, we're selfish. Humans are selfish. Mm -hmm. So when somebody changes, we go into victim. I mean, okay. like, she did it, she changed. Well, now, now what they're thinking about is, now what do I do? But when I'm in their face and I say, listen, when you did this and that, this is how I responded and I got depressed. Right. And it didn't help the situation and I don't want that anymore and it's not going to happen anymore and this is how things have to change. I mean, yeah. I had that direct conversation with them, right? Right. Okay. And then they <laughs> they had to look at the monster in the eye and say, "Yeah, I did that." All right. All right. I did that. that that's the part I was missing. Okay. Yeah. So I said, you know, um, the <laughs> fact that you forced me when I went to your house and I was depressed and I needed to stay there for a while, you forced me to sign this this waiver <laughs> saying that I wouldn't talk to my kids as long as I lived there. And not being able to see my family contributed to me feeling depressed and it didn't get better, it got worse. And I said that right to her face. Right, so you basically and she had to feel, she had to take the responsibility for that and say, "Yeah, I did that." She didn't say it to me, but her face went red. So, you whacked him upside the head with a two by four. You 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 <laughs> you stab you stabbed them with your self awareness. Mm -hmm. You stabbed them with your not enough knife. 
And then I, mean, I went on with my life and I didn't include them in my life for quite a while while I tried to figure out how I was going to deal with them, how I was going to deal with myself, what it is I wanted out of life. And I took that, that break from them and that freaked them out, that change. Because, freaked them out. Right, because they couldn't control, because it was all about control. They, you know, the thing, yeah. the thing about relationships is most relationships, it's a power struggle around control most relationships you know i think it's it's very um yeah it is in all relationships even when we get together with a new in a new relationship there there's this struggle over who's going to take out the garbage who's going to pick the kids up um who's going how are we going to have a conversation how are we going to end the conversation if one wants to go for a break how are we going to let the other one know we need this break um, you know, when we're in the middle of an argument, there's all this, this push, these decisions that have to be made. And there's, there's always this, because we are interrelated with other people, there's, but you're talking there about has the, to be control. Yeah. It, it, what we're talking about is the minutia. We fight over and argue and disagree over details. Yeah. Okay. We do. We're, we're symptoms. We don't rarely in our society talk about what's really troubling us what the real we don't tackle the real problems because we're so distracted we're so well trained to yeah to to uh deal with symptoms to buy to purchase band-aids but when you start instead to of look, stop stabbing yourself when you start looking at the problem though and making decisions and not just dealing with symptoms but you get down to the root of things and then the change begins that's when people feel uncomfortable with all the change because you're no longer just chasing symptoms. You're doing something about it. So you're not sitting there whining and complaining anymore and yeah. doing nothing. And there's nothing more frustrating about giving somebody advice. They're, they're whining and complaining about their lot in life. You tell them, listen, this is how I see the situation. Then you go and do what's better for you. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating if they do nothing about it and they sit there and then you go and do something about it and they're like whoa you changed i never expected this i didn't think you'd actually do it now what right right so it forces them to see you differently yeah and in a sense the relationship starts over every yeah you start over things attached to you starts over yeah that's right so uh, so there's this, so if you're sitting here at the end of 2020, reflecting on you, the year and reflecting on how much has changed and you know, the truth is the uncomfortable truth is, is that change happens instantaneously. Like the, yeah. when you decide that when we decide that I'm going to change something, you make that decision. There's, there's, there's this catalyst, this energy shift that you make and you know things are never going to be the same because you're now not going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. But and to get to that ripple. point... You're right, the, when you talked about the ripple. Okay, hold on. Mm -hmm. Hold on to that thought. Because what, what happens, but it takes a long time to get to our breaking point, to get yeah. to that point where we say, enough. There's like a it's deal breaker. Yeah, there's enough point. There's like... Yeah. Yeah. So they so if 
how many enough points have we had this year? <laughs> I thought that, you know, back in March, we started making changes into our lifestyle to try to protect ourselves. Uh, and uh, we've, there's been so many of those enough points. And we've got, so if you're at a point of enough, and you actually choose, you're going to do one of two things. You, when you reach that place where you say enough, you're either going to quit and walk away, or you're going to bury it again. You either say enough, I'm doing, I'm not doing that, I'm now doing this. So in the case of a relationship, I'm done with this relationship. There's no hope, there's no love, there's no nothing. I'm moving on, I'm moving out. So one thing to say you're moving on is another thing to move out, to actually take the action and move out, or to say, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go for a job anymore. I'm gonna start a business. That's another enough. I, enough. I'm changing. I'm, I'm now starting a business. I'm not gonna be in labs anymore like you were. I'm gonna start a business. That is, that point. When you so let's now talk about the ripple effect. That, that is not a ripple. That's like a fucking tsunami. Excuse my English. <laughs> you, you, you now took a mountain and tossed it into the lake. And it's everything not a pebble. changed. Like the moment I decided, okay, I'm finished with the lab. I want to have my own business. And that meant everything had to change in order to have my own business. In order to quit something that I had been working on, 10 years of education yeah. to get into science and research. And then to say, this isn't working for me. This isn't what I want. This is what my parents wanted. Um, and <laughs> now that I got it, they're not even happy. Um, yeah. So why did I even bother doing it? And I want to open a business that's a family business. I want to see my kids more than what I was seeing. Right. Whatever my reasons were. And I wanted to have something for me um, instead of sitting at home being just I wanted something for me. We need to talk about that because that's that's the that's the crucible of change. You said I want something for me. I'm taking control of my life. You took back control instead of performing like a like a seal for fishes in approval. Oh, 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 oh. You know that's not a seal. Doesn't go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a walrus. <laughs> but instead of performing like a dog to, for treats. You said enough. I'm going to make this change. That's yeah. not. Uh, I mean, th that there's a ripple of. But the ripple. My point is the rip. We've been dropping pebbles. When you when you were flirting with making that decision. I flirted. Yeah. You were dropping pebbles. You're dropping pebbles. The, yep. ri the ripple has started. But when you make the change, you now drop the boulder and create this huge splash well, of I, awareness. There was the part where I just quit my job, right? Yeah. But then there was all this, this tire kicking that went on. Well, of course. Then I hired a coach, which was you. Right. It was 12 years ago or more. Um, and I started doing business development and research and all that. But it wasn't until I made the decision <clears throat> to buy a ticket and go to New York to do research. And then when I got there, I hired somebody. Right. to do in animatronics and I made those decisions to to um, go on my own and I come back and it was actually happening I made it happen 
I made that decision right. to just get off the, the ladder, off the fence. Um, but each one were little, like you said, little pebbles. And so, so let's talk about the structure of this, though, because you're talking about your life and people might don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's you're, an you're, example. You're, it's an example. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but the, let's break this down. Okay. So there's this ripple effect when we, we, we flirt with change. Uh -huh. We think we want change. We we drop these little pebbles here and there. We make little change, subtle changes. Yeah. But there, when you reach your enough point, you're going to do one of two things. Uh -huh. I said it a few minutes ago. You're either going to turn your back on it and stay with the status quo, uh -huh. or you're going to go all in, drop, drop the, the boulder, boulder, and say, this is what I'm doing. Uh, it, And at that point, uh, that's change. Yeah. That that's where you have changed because when we reach that point of enough, that's when change happens. Yep. And so everything up to that point is just flirting with it and tossing pebbles at the window. It's amb um, ambivalence, you know. Compla ambivalence, complacency. What do you mean by ambivalence? Um. Doing the, for decision making, for example, mm -hmm. doing the weighing scale thing, oh, the yeah. pros and the cons, which pros go on forever, <laughs> right? Your list just keeps getting longer at each side until at one point there's a tipping point, right? Where right. maybe it's a deal breaker or there's something where you say, I absolutely want to change for this reason or that reason. There's something, maybe you hit your lowest point, maybe... Whatever it is, there's many reasons. The catalyst, right? Yeah. That makes you want that. It's the catalyst that that helps you to do that change. To, to reach that point. Yeah. Yeah, I like that reset point. Yeah. Um, the, 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 there is a point. There's a place. There's going to be a time when you when you reach, we call it the point of enough, where you you have to reset. It's some awareness that happens where you say there's something more for me and you kind of hook right. up with your potential and you know more there's more available and you know that you can do it you so, don't know how maybe to take that first step but there's something that just an awakening thank you that's right there's an awakening so if you're at your if you've been flirting with enough um and i say this with some reservation is is that when you, if you're flirting with enough just get on with it rip the band-aid off <laughs> you know um drop the boulder in the pond make the decision because at that point what happens is you're going to discover things about yourself potentials opportunities uh skills uh, opportunities to learn uh, you're going to discover things about yourself you never ever knew because as long as you flirt with change that's all you it, it's like it flirting is a te you're teasing yourself you know what I remember is saying to myself I have all these fears Right. But I'm going to learn to step over that fear, to step above, above beyond it, yeah. and just do. 
Step over the fear. Do take the risk because I know I have my own back. And whatever happens, right. I can handle it. And that's a very good point. So if you're going to make this change, so if you're, if you're going to, and it's okay to sit with flirting with change. You need totally time o- to think. It's still okay. You, you need to really examine and decide if, if you really want this change. But when you drop the boulder, yeah. it, there's, no go, there's no turning back. Uh, and you're going to, and so if you're at that point of wanting to make a big change, either quitting a relationship, quitting a job, uh, shutting down your business, uh, and starting over, hooray, congratulations. It takes incredible courage to do that. Or it, it takes in, in incredible frustration. <clears throat> But I think the thing is, we, as a, for a, lar- a large part, we've learned to put up with frustration in our society. You know, we, we perform. There's a lot of self-talk that goes on inside. You know, like, I don't deserve this. I'm not capable. Um, we just learn to to think in a certain way, and it's comfortable, and it's what has got us through. But what I want to talk, I agree with you. But what I want to talk about is the things we do for performance-based accept to get acceptance. We perform for the, for the cookies, cookies, for okay. the hero cookies, for the the, the 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 fish, for the crumbs from the table from the master, for you know approval in our relationship, approval from the boss, approval from our family. All of that. Why is, do we do that? Because we want to. Because we want to fit in. Oh, because yeah. we're not fully living our own life. We're living our life through. The approval of other people and rather than saying people, yeah. this is who I am this is what I'm about and uh, you know what will happen the, the the you know this is just my opinion but when you truly start living your own life uh, you're gonna lose a bunch of friends you're gonna lose a That's bunch true. of acquaintances because uh, they can't keep up with you because they can't understand you but you're just moving forward and not performing and giving them their, you know, they, you had a, in a lot of cases, our relationships are habits. They're not real trusted relationships. Yeah. And so. And even trusted relationships can end. You know, a best friend yep. could, could lose a best friend, but you may gain a new one. You know, it's, it's always surprising how the good things that come when you make that change. It's like. It's not just losing, it's also gaining. And you're moving forward towards something you want. And sometimes we have no idea that all the spectacular things that will happen to us. We couldn't guess, you know. Until you get on the other side of enough. Yeah. And so if you're, so I guess this is the enough show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're at that place of enough, congratulations. Yeah. Make a decision. If you'd like some support, we're here for you. But the, the thing is, is that you probably know you pro- probably know what you need to do, and if you're kind of struggling, you've reached that enough point, but you're struggling with acting, uh, taking the actions. Um, I say it with caution: rip the bandaid off and just act. That being said, make sure that you're prepared. Take the time right. to prepare yourself. So, for example, if you're going to leave a relationship. Yeah. certain preparations and things you're going to need to do 
you can yeah. find that information out there on the and I guarantee there's good articles or content out there about how to leave a relationship if you're a woman or if whatever how yeah, to, you man. know how to get divorced there's lots of you know out there if you're thinking about leaving your job uh, do some planning think through what the implications are going to be to the decision and just make sure that yeah. you're prepared to pay the price of those implications of your decision I was just thinking about um, the implications of re of uh, um, leaving my relationship with my parents the implications were I wouldn't be able to ask him for money anymore <laughs> so I had to figure out what it is how much am I am I asking them for money each month how much right. am I asking them for and how am I going to start coming up with that cash on my own because I, I knew that was one of the reasons why I was staying in those relationships was because I could always ask for money and so there was really codependency yeah that was codependency yeah and so I'm like okay I borrow money usually for health related things so sure. how do I adjust my budget and so I looked at the implications so you plan. you looked at and the I made planning and then I figured took out a, a way action. to take accountability yeah. and responsibility for my own yeah. need and then I was able to take action because I was no longer there was no strings there yeah but the so the good news the scary part is all the stuff that Amethyst was just talking about is is all the stuff you're gonna have to deal with however what's on the other side of that decision is knowing that you showed up for yourself knowing that you have your own back you can rely on yourself and you're no longer going to uh, what's the word I'm looking for you're not going to continue to uh, let yourself be dominated by other people's expectations but that you're going to live life on your own terms and that gives you confidence to make change yeah. in other avenues too so let's say you make a change in this one sector and whether it's business or something and then you learn with confidence that you can that you can um, that you've done this before, yep. and you've seen all the good things that came about um, because you stuck with yourself like that and you were true to yourself. Then it's like, oh, I got the confidence. Um, I could do this too, mm -hmm. and I could do that too. So with every good thing, um, with good experiences, right. you right? get insights. You 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 learn more about yourself. So that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You do, and yeah. you become more um, you more congruent. You have greater integrity. I'm thinking about self-efficacy. Okay. You have more confidence in your own self. Oh, your ability to produce the result that you want. That and to take care of yourself. That you know that you know right. no matter what I've done, I've done this before. It turned out good. I can do this again. You know. I don't have I can step beyond the fear because whatever happens I am capable I've done it before I can I can handle whatever challenges come at me if you have that kind of confidence in yourself um, your self-esteem builds as yeah. you have good experiences right it doesn't mean you're still not gonna doesn't mean you won't feel feel like you're white knuckling it through no but uh, you know the greatest tragedy I think in life is when we don't show up for ourselves mm. it's the most costly and expensive that's really what we're talking about here when we reach the enough point and we actually act 
we're showing up for ourselves. Uh, I, it's, it's the most powerful thing we do as human beings is where we say enough and I'm doing this, where we become self-possessed, self, you know, we're, we're totally absorbed by what we're gonna do and regardless of the social implications, regardless mm -hmm. of the financial implications, regardless of the relationship implications, I'm doing this. So if you're at that point, congratulations. And that's a, that you're now, I would say, that would be called starting over. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> we like to refer to it as a second act. What's your second act going right. to be in life? Exactly. Um, I don't think I want to live with regret. That's, um, you know, we don't want to live with regret when, because, um, uh, you know, time, it, it, it passes quickly. We only have so much time on this earth. So, you know. So what are you going to do with that time? time doing it what it is that we want what to do. What you want to do. So that, I think that's a great place to leave this off is that, as Amethyst said, uh, uh, you know, what are you going to do with your time? And are you doing what you want to do? Is it, it's time to get on with it. And whether it, whether it, we're living in the COVID era or not, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. If you're, is your life valuable enough that you're willing to do what you need to do to get the result that you want? It's going to take many paths. Maybe yeah. COVID is going to. And, you, and you're not going to have the answers. It may be at a different pace yeah. that, than you what expected. Um, and you know you just need to be willing to adapt and be flexible to get what it is you want. That's right. And you can get past COVID. COVID is just one challenge in your life. There's many things that are going to come at you. Exactly. So take the time to pat yourself on the back that you're at your enough point and you're ready to make a change. And the sooner you get on with it, the better. Mm -hmm. That being said, make sure you have a plan mm -hmm. and you thought through some of the implications and how you're going to deal with those implications and make sure you have support. It's easy yes. for us to sit here and say, just rip the bandaid off, you know, make the change, you know, the hell with the, the implications. But the, the, there will be real world implications to your changing. Yeah. So make sure you've thought it through that you have a plan for how you're going to respond to it and that you have support in your life because we need support. When you're making change, you need support. So if there's any way, any questions that you have, any way that we can be supportive, we're willing to do it, no obligation, uh, no charge because uh, we are here to try to have this conversation on a regular basis about change and about starting over whether you're starting over, whatever your situation might be, you can you can do this. You just really have to rip the bandaid off. You can't change without change. <laughs> yeah, it's really. So my grandmother used to say, um, "Don't wait for people to bring you flowers, uh, but go out and plant your own garden." Well said. So don't wait for people to bring you flowers and. And hero cookies, go out and plant your own garden or go and bake your own cake. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end, and we're here for you. You can reach uh, 
reach us at Life Origami on Twitter, at Life Origami, uh, you can find lifeorigami.com. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you. And if you want to talk to us on the phone, happy to do that. You can reach out to us via the Swell app or here on Anchor. Uh, you can leave us a message and we'd be happy to get back to you. What's our phone number? We ha- oh, yeah, we have a phone number, too. Yeah, if you, if you, you can't call if, us. If you've, uh, well, without yeah. it. If you would like to call us, we're at 403-307-8281. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. There's more to follow. Someday soon.